All right. Well, hi, everyone. Uh, welcome back to the Engineered Humans podcast. This is episode two, um, which is all about taking risk. What, you know, what, what does risk really mean? Um, how do you manage risk, the importance of taking risk? And I'm joined with my good friend uh, and brother, Sultan Akif, uh, who I've known for many years now, who's helped me tremendously in terms of becoming the person I am and helping me understand this whole understanding, uh, this whole concept, sorry, about taking risk. So Sultan, as usual, welcome. Um, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I think people are going to really, really enjoy your stories, I think, <laughs> as much as I do. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll take it away. I mean, I think maybe we can start off with you telling the audience a little bit about your background and who you are. And then we just go from there about the topic of risk. Thank you for your very kind words, Sean. I'm truly honored to be here. We have been on a journey, my friend, yes, to do some pretty epic things. And uh, through our through our story, through our journey, if we can inspire and influence a few people to take more risks and to go after their dreams, mm -hmm. I think that would be an incredible outcome. Agreed. So as far as my story is concerned, um, I will perhaps start with the point where I took one of my biggest risks. So mm -hmm. I was in a senior role in a multinational organization. Uh, life was all set. Uh, in many ways. I had yeah. delivered over a billion dollars of revenue uh, for some of the biggest names on the planet. And you find yourself at a point where, you know, you've achieved all that you set out to achieve. Mm -hmm. And uh, yet many of us sort of ignore that voice inside that's asking us to do more, to really yeah. connect with who we are as a person, to really go after our dreams. And in my case, that was to do something for humanity. That was to put my energy, my life behind empowering those that are often overlooked behind Excel sheets and, and you know, all the way that things work. Mm -hmm. So my story was I was sitting in the Sahara Desert uh, on a break. Um, and uh, it was just one of those typical two week breaks, you know, end of the year. And <laughs> I was looking at uh, I was looking at the stars. I vividly remember, Sean. Yeah. Um, so I was in Morocco and I was, you know, I'd made my way over. I'd never been to the country before. And uh, it was an amazing experience all across. I saw opportunities where I could help. And I felt that I was just like walking away from them because I was in a rush to like finish my vacation and then go back to mm -hmm. all the stress that I, that was waiting. And um, I remember that I sat down on on that sand and I was looking up at the stars and mm -hmm. I felt tremendous gratitude for my career, for the incredible people I'd worked with, for the organizations. But I also felt um, like I wasn't, I, I wasn't asking one question of myself, uh, mm -hmm. which was, why are we here? Um, mm. And it's one of those, you know, like I vividly it's a remember. a big question. Isn't it? I was like looking at the stars. I was like, how many people before me have seen these stars and how many people after me will see them? Mm -hmm. So what is my purpose and what is it that I can do to be closer to it? Mm -hmm. And long story short, my friend, um, I resigned uh, from my job and I set about a path that has led to us together building the yeah. biggest youth employment empowerment event in the country. 
uh, that has led to me ending up in the foothills of the Himalayas and starting an initiative of building 100 libraries around the world. 37 uh, are done so far in 10 countries. And mm -hmm. now it has um, resulted in the latest project of Future of Education to really transform how we are empowering our young minds, including risk-taking and coping skills to yeah. disrupt mainstream education. So that's basically my story from being a, um, a person that was complacent in their role, but yet longing for, for more uh, in terms of not, not monetary uh, things, but, but just uh, ROI on life. Mm -hmm. And uh, setting about this journey now, which has resulted in so much happiness and goodness and and I you know that's that's a synopsis of uh, <laughs> of, of the story that you have been a part of. Yeah, and for 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 anyone listening, um, I think it's important to mention that this was what maybe like four minutes of you speaking. In order to really understand Sultan and hear the whole story, you're gonna need like probably like what a month or so. You need to do like a <laughs> retreat um, to hear your backstory of growing up to, like you said, your your, your job in the corporate life to what you're doing now. Um, but I, I hope at least that short bit as well gives people um, some inspiration to say like, hey, look, this, this is someone who had gone and done some really amazing things in the corporate world and then decided to take this risk and segue into this, you know, new opportunity that he's pursuing. Um, and and, and Sultan, maybe maybe you could go into a little bit more about what that is now with your education conference, because I think that's really cool. That's you know highlights your passion um, and and embodies a lot of what we're talking about today. Absolutely, uh, Sean, and I'll I'll speak from my heart, man. Um, as as you've come to expect from me, mm -hmm. like when I look at. What is it that I want to do in my, with my life? When I look at the challenges that exist in the world, one mm -hmm. of the biggest challenge, if not the biggest challenge, is untapped human potential. Mm -hmm. We all are capable of doing so much more than what we allow ourselves to. It's yeah. like we feel shackled. It's like we feel afraid. We feel afraid to go after that promotion, to feel, feel afraid to step out of our comfort zone. We feel afraid to take risks. Mm -hmm. And I sat down and I said, why? Like, mm -hmm. why, are, why do we believe this? Why is this the reality that many of us find ourselves in? And I, you know, as you know, my story, I, we built this massive event to help kids, um, you know, university students get, get jobs. We build libraries all over the world. But I kept digging deeper. I said, why does everybody feel incomplete, inadequate, insecure mm -hmm. to not go after their dreams? Because what I see is their unlimited potential. I see the biggest scientists, the biggest executives, and, and they're in, in people that don't see it themselves. Mm -hmm. And I, I sort of sat down. I, I, I swam in the ocean. I'm a crazy guy, as you know, like for a kilometer oh, yeah. each day. And I asked myself the question, why? Why? Why do we go through our lives full of doubt, not feeling enough, and not finding the courage to take risks? What mm. are we so afraid of? And I said, okay, let's take it down and say, when do we learn to not fall out of line? When do we realize we're all mm. in this big line? Um, mm. Because that is a fabric of imagination, uh, in my opinion. And I, I took it back to the early days of, 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 of any youth, of any child, where we feel we can fly, 
where we feel unlimited, where we feel we can innovate, where we feel we can truly dream big. Mm-hmm. And then we get the first B. And then we get the D. And then we get the E. And we feel terrified because we didn't memorize some content and didn't regurgitate it in the exam exactly how it was needed. Mm-hmm. So in an artificial testing way, we were suddenly slapped into being in line. Because if we don't get that A, then somehow we're dumb. We're not enough. Yeah. And that is the biggest lie out there. Uh, I believe the human potential is unlimited. And unfortunately, though, through a long process of constantly being reminded to say things in a certain way, to be in a specific mold, we lose sight of our potential. We mm-hmm. become afraid of stepping out of the line. So basically, the Future of Education Conference is to bring together the best minds in the world, people who are in decision-making roles, but also deeply passionate about education transformation and connect them with each other and with the best ideas on the planet, such as there's three hours of education only in Finland for primary Mm. schools. There are countries letting go of testing. There is a massive movement that is happening and my, my platform is designed to bring those senior decision makers and educators together that are razor focused on maybe it's time we realign our educational systems, our learning spaces, our curriculums, so that instead of the person feeling afraid at the end of this process, they feel empowered. Mm-hmm. And, and educators are superhumans, like they're the most dedicated people on the planet. But I feel that the system's got ahead of us a little bit. You know, it's an old hundred-year-old colonial legacy across the world. And I think we now have the technology, the power, and the resources to really bring risk-taking, celebrating failure. And and because that means somebody did something they haven't done before. Mm. Imagine the world when we are encouraging youths to take steps outside their comfort zone from a young age. And every time they're failing, we're celebrating because, hey, they did something they haven't done before. Isn't Mm -hmm. that the bedrock of creativity? Isn't that what is foundational to innovation? And if we don't encourage that at a young age, we find ourselves in the situation where we are right now, where we're trying to force fit people to be creative after Mm -hmm. 17 years (laughs) of telling them not to. So I get passionate about this stuff. But my friend, that is why I am now... Putting, I'm going all in on Future of Education conference platform and framework, yeah. which is a set of tools, ideas, and network so we can drive this transformation and create more risk takers. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and again, I think because of that, because of you know who you are and just you're someone who I've known who's embraced risk, who sees it differently than most other than than a lot of other people or like like you said what institutions unfortunately usually tell us it is you know they usually tell us to stay away from risk um to not fail and you know the the process in the system reinforces that in us and when we get good marks it's like oh good job whether or not you know the process by which we got those good marks is, makes sense like you said a lot of a lot of the times learning and schooling is just about memorizing a lot of content and writing a test and moving on. Um, and then you, you, you forget all about it, right? You forget everything you've learned, but you've got that grade and that's supposed to validate and make sense out in the real world. Um, 
And then I think th th what you said there is bang on is that it starts at a young age. And the previous episode, we were talking a lot, a lot about this as well, is about how beliefs and your mentality about things are shaped when you're younger. And then that carries on to when you're older, you know. Um, and as you get older, you have fewer um, or, or I would say people's mindsets tend to get more fixed. They start to think, okay, well, I've lived my life for however many years, 20 years, 30 years or so forth. And I've, you know, experienced the world in a certain way. I've taken X amount of risks or I've minimized X amount of risks and I've not done this. And this is what life is supposed to be. You know, I'm supposed to go do a job, come back home, um, get a mortgage, get a house, um, take two weeks of vacation a year. And, and that I, you know, today I would say there's nothing wrong with that um, if, if that makes someone happy. But I think a lot of people are not happy with that traditional exactly. route, and they're not, and they're too afraid of, you know, taking risk uh, of trying to put themselves out there. Absolutely, Sean. I couldn't agree more. And you know, like just, just to, just to emphasize that point, I look at, I look at um, my network. I look at a lot of people that I'm working with. And these are people with tremendous potential. I truly believe in the power of potential for every single person. Mm -hmm. And I look at this and I say, you know, at any point in time in their life, if they do it younger, great. I'm looking at systematic transformation, which is why I felt I, I talked so passionately about that part. But mm -hmm. if you look at personal transformation, I believe we have a choice today, tomorrow, day after tomorrow, this week, next week, next month, whenever we decide to change our social reality, to change our belief system about what we are and what we are not. So I believe my big message is to whoever is hearing this is you have a choice. You have a choice today to say, you know what? I am going to look at risk and reward and happiness in a different light now. And that's what I did. You know, I mean, uh, and, and so that's my first message that mm -hmm. you can make that decision at any point in time. But the second part of that is what will help take action? Because I don't think the world needs more inspired people. Like we yeah. have come to a day and age where inspiration is everywhere. Exactly. But little leads to action. And and I have something very personal to share. I mean, I mm -hmm. as you know, I take, I, I turn down vast majority of media or any opportunities. And, and the ones I do engage in, uh, it's with individuals like your sh yourself, Sean, because I believe in you and, and, and what you are trying to do. So Sean, here's, here's, my, here's my probably if there's one thing anybody was to resonate with or, or connect with in this podcast. Mm -hmm. I, I want it to be this one. You see, I looked at this even for myself and for so many around us. And I said, okay, um, when we are looking to do something different, when mm -hmm. we are looking to break out of that line, to create a line of our own, we are, we feel that feeling of fear just crippling us, grabbing us, like all that anxiety. And then emotions flow into dark spots, such as mm -hmm. how am I going to support my family? How am I going to do this? Like whatever we know we can use as mm -hmm. an excuse sometimes mm -hmm. to not take that action. And those are strong words because they're not excuses. I mean, not in my case, because these are very real issues. But the yeah. message is this. We place a lot of importance on this dimension or that dimension. Important stuff, you know. But at the end of the day, if we're being really honest with it, what we are saying is we're ignoring that voice that is saying, you know what? 
you've always wanted to be in that role, or you've always wanted to go after that trip, or you've always wanted to build an NGO or a social entrepreneurship, or you've always wanted to change your career trajectory because you're miserable in where you are. Mm-hmm. We, if we ignore that voice for too long, it becomes a deafening roar. And that is what leads to unhappiness. Statistics mm-hmm. show 60% of people are unhappy, severely unhappy in their job. And then an additional, pers- uh, I think 20% don't like it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there it is. So my, my message is this. As we look at our well-trained minds, and I know a lot of people in this podcast are young professionals and, and individuals, and we're very used to the typical risk, risk frameworks, risk mitigation, severity, triage. We do it for our corporations all the time. But yeah. have we done it for our life? Mm. Have we put, you know, we put importance on financial security. We've put importance on, um, you know, career progression. We've put importance, this, this. We've, we've triaged it that way. But have we put the importance on the biggest risk of life, which is to die without giving your dreams a shot, which is to give this planet feeling unfulfilled, like your potential was right there and it didn't connect. Mm -hmm. My friends, there's a lot of research on this. People who were terminally ill in Australia, there there was a report done. They said, what is the one thing that, that you regret? So they were diagnosed and they had eight weeks to, to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the overwhelming emotion was, I wish I lived my life on my own terms. I wish mm-hmm. I didn't feel the need to conform. And, um, and that's, my, that's my only message. Whether it is more success in the corporate world, whether it is social entrepreneurship, whether, which is my path, whether mm-hmm. it is anything out there and, and, and your action is getting crippled before it starts because of the way you're assessing risk, mm-hmm. my only message is to place one more line item in there, speaking corporate language, yeah. and that line item is unfulfilled dreams. Yeah. And when you put the right weightage on it, your matrix is going to look very different. Yeah. I I think, and, and I resonate with that so much, you know, and I think that is a really important way of viewing risk is in the big picture. Um, is to your point is at, at some point like right, the beauty of life is we get to, to be alive but also that it comes to an end you know and I think because it comes to an end it also it forces us to appreciate things more and whatnot but many times when things when people get into a routine they, they forget that bit that it comes to an end right and they and you hear people especially in the world we're living in right now in a pandemic right, where so many people are dying by this virus, um, and even in general. But if it's not directly affecting you, you might not think about, uh, might not think about that and say, oh, well, it'll never happen to me. And then you never think in the context, context of, well, I have a limited amount of time here, you know, and when, but when you take that lens, you realize like, man, I have a limited amount of time. You know, if I stay, like, what am I doing staying in a, in a particular place if I'm not exactly happy? Because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get that time back. You can always make more money. You can always do other things, uh, but you can't get that time back. You know, and I think that, yeah, you, you you nailed it right there. It's putting it through the lens of we have a limited amount of time, um, and when you get to that age, if you're gonna regret it, 
you know, and then there's nothing you can do. There's absolutely, which is the scariest thing I think for me. And that's one of my biggest motivators, you know, to take risks and doing things is I'm like, well, I don't want to, when I get to that age, I don't want to regret anything, you know? Absolutely, Sean. And, and, you know, like we're smart people. Um, this is about, as, as you know, like a structured, responsible way of risk-taking where you can mitigate the risks mm-hmm. of financial security. You can mitigate the risks of anything that, that as a responsible human, uh, you should. But the point being that those are things that are manageable when you start listening to your soul, when you start listening to, okay, I do want to do this while mm-hmm. I still can. So what do I need to put in place for me to do it? Now mm-hmm. the tone, the voice, everything starts to become actionable, achievable, rather than dreamy and way out there. Mm-hmm. Because now we're using our training, our education to look at things differently. I mean, that's the power of a perspective. Sean, you know, I never stay on script, man. Between you and me, we never can. <laughs> so no, I want to share with you something that I was, you know, I wasn't planning to. These, are, I have a book where I write things and they're meant yeah. to be for me. And they're meant to be uh, really deep thoughts. Um, as I share this this light with others, I share it with myself too, to, to stay focused. And uh, sometimes it gets into the poetic realm. So I've got something I want to share with you. Uh, that I think is just like we couldn't have planned it better for for the conversation to to arrive here. Uh, so here it goes. I'll I'll share however much I remember, mm-hmm. but I think you and the audience would resonate with with it. So it goes like this: Life is a gift, not something to be sold. It's a story you are writing, my friends, not one you are told. From a young age, we are taught to be in a certain mold to chase after cars, phones, and lots of gold. But before time runs out and your hand turns cold, reach out and hold someone that needs to be consoled. You will see magic happen. You will see your tribe form. You will see people come together like a raging storm, uprooting what is wrong, even if it is the norm. Joined in purpose, you will march towards your goal. No task will be too big because you are driven by your soul. Be proud of your actions. You broke through the mold. You live the life of purpose till the days you are old. And this is probably the most important part. Be proud of your actions, your sincerity, your love, your integrity, and your reasons, and not ultimately how the story unfolds. Life is a gift, not something to be sold. It's a story you are writing, not one you are told. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's fantastic, man. That's, that's wicked. I, I, I love it. I mean, there's so much in there that <laughs> that, that comes out. Um, I think, I mean, obviously, the number one is how, how important it is to remember what you said in terms of you are writing a story, you know? You are. It's, it's not defined. Like no one's defining this life for you. Yep. You know what I mean? Like we we all have the power in our hands to create the lives that 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 we want, and we can go ahead and write it. And I mean that segues into I think the whole action piece of well, take action, whatever it is. Just start somewhere, move forward, and you'll get there. Absolutely, 
Absolutely, Sean. I, I couldn't agree more. You know, I look at it visually. I'm sitting in my library here and it's like we feel we've been given a canvas and we got to draw between the lines. Mm -hmm. But if the canvas doesn't fit your dreams, then draw on the wall. <laughs> like, go for exactly, it. Like, exactly. You know, you can, you have the power. Yeah. And before the negativity of the mind comes sweeping in, it's easy to say. And I mean, part of that I remember now was like, words are easy. Mm -hmm. uh, words are easy. Uh, let me just see. Yes, words are easy, but my dream is too bold mm -hmm. to change the education system. Do you want me to be steamrolled? Mm -hmm. Well, and then I went on to say, like, just stay out of the negativity hole. Mm -hmm. Take small steps. Not every action has to be bold. And Beautiful. absolutely, Sean. And and I think that's the big thing. Um, yeah. It is a perspective shift on risk taking. Um, because I think a lot of people know what they want to do, um, mm -hmm. you know, or at least have a directional idea. Yes, there is a path that we go through to achieve our purpose mm -hmm. uh, and to find it. But, you know, we have a directional idea on what feels right and what 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 makes us happiest. Um, but, that, you know, we come to a point where we just go, OK, I know what I want to do, but that's restricted to the half hour on the Sunday. Mm. And uh, all of the other time is spent uh, doing things we have no passion for. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And and, and I mean, again, this this podcast. Why I love what we just discussed is part of part, well, not part of one of the main things that I hope people get out of this podcast is practical, actionable insights and tools and uh, you know game plans that once they finish listening can say okay i i learned something new and now this is what i can actually do you know and i think what you just said there you can allow people to do that it's a it's recognizing that you're in charge of your own life is b is every action like you said it doesn't have to be this big grandiose you know announcement where you got to plan for five years and then you take the step you know it could be just something small that you do every single day um that that you know leads to somewhere and i can say for 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 people listening as well and and obviously you've been a big you know help with this is i used to be one of those people i definitely used to be one of those people who used to plan and and i would say naturally i'm a strategic you know type of person and you obviously again from my conversations i've had this many times um have been a massive influence for me to just take action and i and i'm living proof to people to say, here's someone who used to think way too much, you know, who'd like to get things exactly right, the timing, this and this before pulling the trigger. Um, but when I changed, when I changed my approach to just taking small steps, um, regardless of whether, you know, I felt a direct result right away or not, I took small steps. That's when I actually uh, achieved the things that I wanted to achieve. That's when, you know, life started to become really cool. But before that, when you stuck in your head, your mind can go into a million different areas that, you know, 99% of them are false um, because you, you're waiting for some perfect time or whatever it may be. So, you know, if, if when, when you're listening to this, whoever, whoever you are and wherever you are is, I say to me, at least that's the thing that I'm taking, taking out from it and reminding myself of is to continue just taking action. It doesn't matter if, if the action is big uh, or, or massive and, you know, everyone needs to know, but not, none of that. Just take one small action every single day. 
Bang on, brother. And as you know, one of the proudest things uh, for me in, in life is to see people fly. And I'm in that whole list, Sean, to see you fly across the many years that I've seen you has been an absolute blessing. Um, and, uh, you know, from from your entrepreneurship ventures to to your corporate successes and, and the journey beyond, you are a testament of this mindset, my friend. And uh, I, I truly, it's been a joy being, uh, observing that journey, being a part of that journey. And, uh, you know, Sean, in terms of uh, one of the tangible things that, that you mm-hmm. touched on was somebody listening to this feels inspired um, and, and we're, we're leaving them with a lot of actionable things. But here's one thing that I would mm-hmm. suggest mm-hmm. for somebody to do that they could do, you know, pretty much at the right at the end of this uh, podcast. And I hope I hope you do. I hope they mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. So take a blank piece of paper okay. and make four sections out of it. Okay. On the left, the person just identify what you want your future, your ideal state to be. Let's say if money was no objective, whatever constraints you're in right now, mm-hmm. how do you want to spend the time on the planet? And just so this is in out, the top left quadrant. Yes. So just okay. list out those. Um, those those points without any 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 shackles of the present. Mm. So just let it out, keep it visual. Say I want to be able to work when I want to work. I want to whatever it is for the person. Mm-hmm. Then on the right hand side, look at all look have a very careful analysis of the current state, and say. What is it in the current situation mm-hmm. that I am doing that I love and be honest about it because everything comes in packages um, <laughs> yeah. and what is it that is not working um, and don't feel the need to feel in a certain way. You feel how you feel mm-hmm. and, and and that's very important. I mean, these are deep conversations, that, but like I'm jumping into it because too many times we tell ourselves what we want to tell ourselves and mm. don't in this exercise it's a clean piece of paper just write that down write down what the current situation is and how is it how is it working mm-hmm. and in there at the bottom just take a note of how you're spending your diamonds and i call diamonds as breaths as time mm. because you only have a finite amount so how are you tangibly spending your diamonds mm-hmm. on a daily, weekly basis? Mm-hmm. And when you do this exercise, I've done it with Air Force squadrons. I've done this with big organizations and individual humans, youth groups. You find that it leads to a journey of self-discovery mm-hmm. where you feel, oh my God, like I thought I was spending all this time on this strategic <laughs> initiative, but really I'm, I'm like email troubleshooting seven yeah. hours a day. So everything else by default is getting parked. Now on the bottom left, you look at the challenges. Stay out of the negativity zone. Keep it factual. You are, Mm. this is not a narration of why things would not work. Mm. This is a factual representation of, I cannot be traveling full time because I don't have the money Mm. or financial issues are a challenge or you know, I, I have this or I want to backpack with my kids or whatever it is, list out the constraints or the challenges you see, bullet-pointed, factual, not emotional, and just list it out 
Because ultimately what you're saying is that if these things go away, Mm. then you move from the right-hand quadrant to the left-hand quadrant. Mm. And the only thing that is remaining, the only thing that matters after this self-analysis is the last quadrant on the bottom right, which is what actions can you take to initiate that transaction, uh, that Mm -hmm. decision? What actions can you take short-term and long-term? that will start to move you from active income to passive income, that mm-hmm. will start to move you into whatever your constraints are. Maybe you, you have uh, financials are not an issue or whatever it may be. But this very simple framework that I do my, for myself, I did it for myself, I've done it for many others. It takes the problem of a dreamy future state post-retirement mm-hmm. into the realm of a couple of years later. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, it because it puts the right energy into motion, not an energy of despair and dreams, but an energy of action and control. And that would be something a very tangible exercise that I would encourage folks to do. Amazing. Well, I love it. Again, <laughs> I'm not surprised we we got that exercise. Um, bringing you on, that's exactly what you know. I was hoping to get out of these episodes. So thank you so much, Salt for your time, uh, your wisdom, your guidance. And you know what I'll do, uh, maybe after this call as well, um, I can see if I can maybe create a template for folks, maybe in a quick PDF of what you just spoke about, the four quadrants, you know, put the titles of each and the action to do. And I can, I don't know, post it up on uh, wherever this podcast is or put a link for people to download it uh, in the future. Because I think to your point, it's such a valuable thing of being able to get out of your head and put it on paper and then when you put it on paper all of a sudden you're gonna you know connect dots and see patterns which when it wasn't there you 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 wouldn't see absolutely and, and i i wrote half a chapter about it in my book uh as well for anybody who wants to do a deeper dive into the ideology um i'll send you the extract as well so absolutely more than happy to help as many as we can um how one goes about this exercise is as important as doing it Mm -hmm. Uh, Because a lot of emotions kick in when you are doing self-analysis, the emotions of um, basically feeling as if you've done nothing or the emotion of um, overcompensating for certain areas. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it leads to just um, superficial bullet points versus real content that will actually help you transition. Um, So absolutely, my friend, that would be awesome. And again, like put a lot of thought and framework into it. So uh, the idea, again, the big message I would have for folks as you go about this exercise is keep it real. Nobody's going to see this. Don't Mm -hmm. show it to anyone if you don't want to. Um, When I help people do this, the idea is for you to talk to yourself. Yeah. Because that's the only person who can drive change. And um, that's that's my big message uh, when when you go about this um, this tool. Uh, because as I did it across, like, it doesn't work if you are selling yourself about things that are not real. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work if you are self-criticizing yourself. It works if you have the right mentality of just to get into the right zone of, okay, things are the way they are, but I'm now going to make decision. I'm going to make a choice today to feel the control, to feel the pen in my hand so I can write my story of life. And that is the perspective that that allows the real roadblocks to surface and for things to flow. Phenomenal. 
Well, again, Salt, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, for those listening, thank you for joining us on episode two of the Engineered Humans podcast, all about taking risk. Um, I hope this is valuable, and we'll see you at the next episode. Ciao. It's been an absolute pleasure. Take care.